could be anger. It could be lust, pornography. It could be something else like that. It could be, hey, I just swear or I drink all the time. It could be these things that you've tried to get your life rid of. It could be like, I have this repetitive thought that I can't break, this thought pattern I can't break over and over and over and over again. Or, 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 or this is a big one too, uh, uh, I have guilt and I'm self-deceived and I can't break free from these things. And, you, and what you do is you carry all these things around you in this heavy backpack. And I'm not joking around, this is actually heavy. And so what happens is you carry all these things around and now you're heavy. And when you carry these around, you usually have other things that come with it. You usually have what? Guilt. You usually have shame. You usually have all these different things that attach themselves to you because of these things. Now listen, if you're saved, God has said you're free from all this stuff. But for some reason we keep carrying it around. When you're saved, when you believe Jesus, you receive him as your Lord and say, hi, babe. I didn't see you there. Hi, honey. When you receive these things, uh, you, you carry them around. It carries all these different things. And it causes different things for you, right? What is that? Does it look like I'm standing up straight or am I leaning forward? I'm leaning forward. Do you think I could go as long with this pack on my back or without it? Which one? Without, of course, I would have way more energy. I would be able to go a lot further. Do you think over time this has an effect on my body if I were to carry this all the time? Absolutely it would. It would change the curvature of my spine. It would load up my hips and knees and back. In fact, not only does it affect my body and my mind. Who's ever worn a backpack or a purse, ladies? Come on. Who's ever got a, who's got, who's, who's got a Mary Poppins purse? With their kids who grab random rocks and stick them in the purse. And why do young kids love rocks and stick them in mom's purse? I don't know, but let people, listen. Don't mess with moms and purses. They'll knock you out. Bow! Yeah, there's rocks in there. Trust me. I mean, we have all these things, and we carry them around, and over time, you're going to feel the pressure of that guilt and shame and stuff on you just like that. But look at beyond just yourself. A lot of times in, in, as our walk with the Lord, this is for you guys, our walk with the Lord, we usually just think about ourselves in our walk with God. Everyone say our. Our walk with God. The fact is, listen, you affect more than just yourself. We're a body of Christ knitted together. So when the elbow doesn't work, the arm doesn't work. Not getting the receive, receiving the signal, in the same way I'm wearing this. Look at the stage. I am affecting the stage with my weight. Now that's not a fat joke either. Come on now. <laughs> Look, I'm affecting the stage because of the extra eighty hundred pounds that I'm carrying on my back, and it's causing that stage to bend and move. In the same way, the people around you and your relationships that are around you, the weight of this stuff that we're carrying will cause pressure, will cause a bending, a moving in those relationships, and sometimes cause a breaking of those relationships because it's too heavy. And it's not saying God's not putting this stuff on you. He's saying you're free, especially if you're saved. You're free from that. You're free from the shame and guilt. 
And this is where a lot of Christianity, a lot of people, if you've heard this before, Jesus doesn't work for me. Has anyone heard of, a Christian, someone who's been in the church for a little while and says, God just doesn't work for me. Has anyone heard that before? Come on, raise your hands. Come on. This is just not me. Okay. It's because they don't know the recipe. Everyone say recipe. They don't know the recipe to get free. They don't know how to get free. And what I want to share with you today is the recipe on how to get free. And I'm not kidding. This is heavy. So I'm taking it off. All right. Whew. I feel much better. You should see me after first service. I wore it longer and I was sweating like crazy by the time we were done. I'm a sweater. Do we have any sweaters in the house? All right. Who, who thinks the snow is glorious? Can I get an amen? That's right. Listen. It's <laughs> so crazy. Listen, I don't care what you're addicted to. It could be, like I said, smoking, drinking, swearing, anger. Anger is a big one. People don't realize it. Could be porn. I can't. I don't even want to get into the statistics on that. Guilt over past choices. That's a huge one. Guilt over past choices. Greed and pride. It's it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. If we don't know how to deal with this stuff, even as Christians, if we don't know God's recipe to be set free from this stuff, we're going to be pulled down and weighed down our entire life, and you're going to go, and you're going to die, and you're going to go to heaven, and you're like, I just can't wait to get to heaven. Oh, have you guys heard this before? In the sweet by and by, and everything will be all good in the hood. Has anyone heard that before? I hear, I hear people say it all the time, and I'm like, No! Stop it! So I get a little, mm, okay? Stop it! You can be free now and be an effect changer now. You can change. And you can change other people as well. But you gotta know what? You gotta know the recipe. Everyone say recipe. Everyone say recipe. Listen, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. The good news today is this. We got the recipe, baby! We got it! We got the recipe. Listen, Coca-Cola. Who likes Coca-Cola? I would rather drink a Coke than eat ice cream. I know Pastor Mark would kick me off the stage in a half second if you heard that. I would rather drink Coke than eat Costco apple pie covered in whipped cream. Can I get an amen? No, not so much? Okay. I would rather drink a Coke than pretty much eat any other sugar. That's how much I like Coke. Don't give me Cokes. I'm losing weight because I am eating air right now, just so you know. Losing weight, all right? Can't be this big the whole life. So, the recipe for Coca-Cola, they say, is one of the, the highest guarded secrets in America. Can you believe that? Coke? Give me a break. But it is. And if you, who's ever been to Coca-Cola in, in uh, Atlanta, in Atlanta? You have? Anyone else? A few other people? They say they have a huge vault there with the actual recipe in it. Whether it's in there or not, I don't know, but I'm assuming it is, okay? It's probably like, never mind, I'm not going to go into it. But anyway... And so what I want to do is say, listen, God wants to say, look, I'm not hiding this recipe from you. But you need to want it bad enough to be free from it. You need to want to desire the things of God greater than your fleshly things. And so you're going to hear my story here in a little bit where I just got fed up. I'm tired of wanting physically desiring and having those things hooked in me to want to desire these things. I'm done. You'll hear my story in a little bit about that and how I broke free from a major, major thing. And so 
what I want to let you know is your recipe is not set in this huge vault that's impenetrable. Your recipe is laid out in front of you. And if we recognize it for what it is, and we start partaking in it, you will be set free. All right? That's for you guys. Matthew chapter 9. Listen, what is it harder for God to do? Is it harder for God to heal? Is it harder to get someone healed or get someone saved? Well, that's a trick question now, isn't it? In God's power, technically, is it easier to get someone healed or is it easier to get someone saved? You know, we got history for that too, you know that? We have history. It's called the Old Testament and New Testament. Did people get saved? Let me reverse that. Did people get healed in the Old Testament? Do we have multiple on multiple uh, times where people physically got healed in the Old Testament? Raise your hand if you know that. The answer is correct. Yes, we even had dead raisings, right? We had all kinds of amazing things, but nobody in the Old Testament ever got saved. Nobody. Now, there's a couple people who started out that way, and they screwed it up. But nobody in the Old Testament, it took something special for us to get saved. And this is what I want to show you, how easy it is for us and understand that his, his, what he's done for us, what Jesus has done for us, will so obliterate the stuff in our life. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9. I just want to show you here. Some people brought to him the paralytic laying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, everyone say, saw their faith. And I'm going to expand on this for you guys. And that's what this saying is this. It's saying you have to want to be free. This keeps coming up in the service. I'm not sure why. But you have to want to be free from whatever that is. If you're just like, hey, God, you know, whatever. Whatever, I'll be free from this. Sure, whatever. It's not going to work for you. You have to want to be free. And that's what you see here. You don't see the paralytic paralytic guy just laying there. No, no, no. People brought him to Jesus because they wanted him healed. They wanted him free from this thing, right? So again, verse 2, it says, when some people brought paralytic men to Jesus on a mat, Jesus said, when they saw their faith, he said, take courage, son, your sins have been forgiven. And seeing some of his, uh, the scribes said to themselves, this man is blaspheming, blasphemy, yeah, blaspheming. Verse 4, Jesus knew that they were thinking what they were thinking why would you harbor evil in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic man, get up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man got up and went home. Can I get an amen for that? Yes, he, he got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, glorifying God, who had given such men unto authority. That's a whole other message but there's that is thick right there stick with me go to ephesians chapter 2 stick with me here's the recipe here's the recipe who's got a grandmama who had a grandmama who's got grandmama's recipes do you ever notice they're always on a three by five card like grandma didn't you have like evernote or something else like that couldn't you some of you guys are like evernote what's evernote right (laughs) didn't they have technology Nope, they didn't. They had three by five cards. Don't you know one of the greatest 
inheritances that you can receive from your grandma is that big old deck of all those recipes. Yeah, buddy. Come on, I got some of the young people in the back going, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Listen, here's the recipe. Everyone say recipe. Let's try one more time. By faith. Everyone say recipe. That's right. How did we get saved? Here's the recipe. It's in a single verse. And if I could tell you the excitement that's inside of me about the backside of what I'm about to tell you, and I'll tell you in just a minute. Ooh, it's so amazing. How did you guys get saved? By grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace. Everyone say grace. grace. What's grace? Let me stop here. Grace is God's ability, God's power, God's unmerited favor. It's so much more. You got saved by this grace thing. You got saved by this grace thing. It's not just favor. You got saved by this grace thing. So it's got to be way more than that. How do you receive things? By grace. How do you want to receive things in your life? You receive them by grace. Come on now. should be a recurring thing here. How do you break free from anything in your life? By grace. Absolutely. Grace is so much more powerful. There's, uh, there's well, anyway. Grace is huge. Verse 8 again. You, for by grace, everyone say grace. grace. You have been saved. Saved. So you've been saved. You guys have been saved. I've been saved. If you've received Jesus' love in your heart, you've been saved. You've been saved. Saved from what? Saved from all this. Saved from anything in the past. Anything in the future. You've been saved. Set free. Absolutely set free. And if you want to, delivered. You guys with me? You guys with me? You've been saved. Saved from all that junk. Here's the kicker here. Through faith. Everyone say, through faith. And that not of yourselves, not of your own ability, nothing you can have or will do with your saving. You didn't earn it. Here's the flip side. You can't screw it up. Can I get an amen for that? Oh, man. If you guys are like, yeah, I can't earn it, but kind of wanted to earn it a little bit. Because it made me feel a little bit better if I earned it a little bit. Has anyone experienced that before? You have a hard time receiving gifts? I used to have a huge time. Side note. Man, God has just totally redirected me, and this is amazing. I had the hardest time receiving gifts. The hardest time receiving gifts. Absolutely pride. I would go, God, I want blah, 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 and I, because I want to, uh, and people were like, hey, can I, can I give this to you? And you're like, no, no, I got, I got it, it's all, it's all good, God will take care of it, I'm good, and God's like, I'm trying to give you stuff <laughs> to get you to that place, but you won't receive this thing, you know what I'm saying? And then it started small, someone gave me a motorcycle for Christmas, yeah, Oh, you guys don't get that. I wanted a motorcycle so bad, so bad. We were broke as a joke, Kelly and I were. Someone gave us a motorcycle. It was a little itty-bitty, teeny-tiny little thing. I swallowed that bad boy up. It was stuck up in there. I, I stood up, and it came with me. You know what I'm saying? It was awesome. Awesome. And guess what? I got that on, I'm just going to tell you anyway. I got that Christmas Eve at a Christmas Eve service. 
Guess what I did the very next day? You bet it. It was snowing, it was icy, and I took that bad boy out. I went riding. I didn't even have a helmet. I didn't care. I was like, oh, I got a motorcycle! People were like, what? The tires were original. They were all cracked, ready to pop. I didn't care. I rode that thing. I rode that thing for two years and kept saving, believing for God. God, there's a bigger bike. You know what I want, Lord? I want a Honda Goldwing. Come on now. I want to put my wife on the back, and that's the only thing that can handle this big frame. Let me tell you, two years later, someone gave me a Honda Goldwing. The year after that, someone gave me a truck. The year after that, someone gave me a car. The year after that, somebody gave me the truck that I'm currently driving. You think I have a problem receiving now? Let me tell you, I don't have a problem now. Now I'm like, look at God, who's going to give me something? Who's going to give me something? Who's who's next? Who's next? I'm ready. I'm ready. You want to know what else? You know how many cars I've given away? You know how many cars I've given away? A couple. Do you know why? I don't know why it's flowing from me. Because it's amazing when you get set free from God, from giving and receiving, how much you will experience that grace. And we'll say, grace. Back on the message. For by grace you've been saved through faith, not of yourselves. You can't screw it up. It is a gift from God. Everyone say gift. Yeah. It's a gift. It's like this. Some of you guys might not want this, but this is a iPhone 6S Plus. That's right. I'm in the Stone Ages for most of you. Right? If you have an iPhone X or iPhone 10, you'd be like, that is a demotion. Right? But if you have a flip phone, you guys would be like, yeah, buddy, I'll take it, right? Exactly in the same way. It's a free gift, though. It's a free gift. And all we have to do to receive this phone is what? Is what? Is receive it. It's just receive it. In the same way, I, he- I keep hearing this over and over in my by the Spirit. By the way, listen, uh, sorry, teaching moment, time out, teaching moment. When, when you hear Pastor Mark say something like that by the spirit or different things like that pay attention he's teaching you something so listen closely by the spirit i keep hearing receiving some something about this crowd something about you guys you need to hear about receiving and receiving and receiving and receiving and receiving make that as a note and go study out receiving by grace all right moving on if i were to hand you that phone all it would take is for you to reach out and to what receive or have an open hand so God can place it in you, okay? Listen, my story is this, and, and we'll get into that story. I was addicted. I was straight in bondage to a particular sin that I tried everything, and I mean everything, to get free from. I was wearing it. I wore it for years, over 10 years. And the guilt and shame from that sin affected my relationship directly with the Lord. It affected my relationship with my family. It affected my relationship with other people around me. It affected my relationship with my wife. And she wasn't even really aware of it. I was, it was dug into me. And I tried everything. I won't tell you what it is, but I'll tell you some of the actions I took. I took a lot of cold showers, a lot. 
I did a lot of workouts, strenuous work, to try to break myself free from this. I tried taking pills to stop desiring these things. You're like, dude, that's jacked up. You're right, because I didn't want this anymore. I wanted to be free, and I didn't know how. I was stuck. And you know what was worse? All the shame and condemnation that came with this? I couldn't look at God in the face. I was like, I know what I did. God, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I couldn't look at, I couldn't approach God with my whole heart because I knew I was inside. I was, ugh. He didn't hold himself. He wasn't looking away from me like, oh, you're not holy enough. No, he paid for with that with Jesus. There was no sh- sin or shame in his eyes. He's looking at me like, why are you looking funny at me, son? Come on, come on. And I'm like, ah, stop, stop. And I said, enough. I'm tired of this. I went so far, honestly, to cutting off physical appendages. The Bible says if your eye offends you, pluck it out. Where I was mentally in my heart was, I'm so over this bondage, I'm ready to start mutilating physically myself. That's how just sickened I was. That's how full of shame. And that was never God's purpose, and he never did that to me. It was the stuff that I didn't know how to get free from. So what I want to share with you is this. I had enough. I said, God, I was laying in bed. I was at 58 West Willowbrook in Meridian on Saturday morning. Kelly got up and did something. I was laying in bed. I said, God, I had enough. Enough. I refuse to feel guilty about this anymore. I refuse to feel shame about anything anymore. I refuse. I'm done. I'm over it. Over it. Over it. I said, here's what I'm going to do, Lord. I said, I'm going to resist as long as I can. And then here's the kicker. Here's part of the recipe. I said, God, it's on you to break me free. God, it's you. And literally, this is what I said. So, okay, just understand this. I'm not where I'm at with the Lord. But sometimes when you don't know, you just scream and fight and you tell you to figure it out. Okay, that's where I was. I didn't have people around me at that time to help me walk through this. And I just screamed and said, I don't care, it's on you. And if I do this the rest of my life, I don't care anymore, it's on you. You have to fix me because I can't. I've reached the end of my rope. I've reached the end of my rope. You have to fix me. Day one. How long did I last? Anybody? 30 seconds. Stumbled and failed. Ah! Day two, how long did I last? Come on. Come on, how long did I last? One minute. Hey, it's 50% better, 100% better, I mean. The first day, right? By the day seven, how long did I last? Without falling into this temptation. Without falling into this sin. How long? An hour? No, I was lasting almost all day. I was sitting outside of my house in my work van waiting for my wife to get home because I knew if she were home, I wouldn't engage in that activity. God was empowering me, giving strength in me because what did I do? I had faith 
in him. Faith in him. Again, let's go back to the recipe. Let me tell you what happened here. Check this out. Oh, so good. Day 14. Day 14. Saturday morning, I wake up. I wake up in the morning. Bing, eyes open. Something's different, Pastor Bill. You weren't there, thank God. Something's different. I feel different. I physically feel different. My brain feels different. I feel better. Something's different. What's different? I don't know. I just feel better. This is good. So I get my normal routine. I get up. I go hop in the shower. I'm in the shower. I'm washing my hair. I'm free. I'm free. I recognize in that moment, it took 14 days for me to be set free. But by faith in the grace of God, by faith in the power of God, he set me free. And that's the same way. This is the recipe. You guys ready for the recipe? Get your three by five cards out. Three by five cards. Here's the recipe. It's faith in grace. Faith in grace. Let me say it one more time. Write this down. Faith in grace. How did you guys get saved? You said a very simple, open-handed prayer to God. You said, God, I don't, I don't have nothing to bring you. I don't have anything to bring you. I'm just here, and I want what you have, because all these crazy Christians around me are so full of joy, and they're getting set free from stuff, and, and I'm stuck over here in bondage. I want that. I want that freedom. And you just come to God with an open hand, and you say, God, give me what you got. And he goes, that's all I was waiting for you. Bam, here you go. You get saved, right? You get saved. What makes you think, oh boy, what makes you think that receiving anything else from God requires anything from you? Will you work? Yes, you will work. But a work is not to receive from God. The work is the workings of God and you showing faithfulness so you can handle more of things that God wants to give you. You guys with me? But to receive forgiveness of sins, to receive freeing from bondages, to receive freedom from guilt, to receive freedom from all those things, is simply have to come to God with an open hand and say, God, you said, your word says, I believe in your grace, take it from me. And you will say, you know what? It's on you, God. I'm believing you. Here's the thing. You have to trust and believe in the process I'm going to say it one more time. You have to trust and believe in the process of God. Because if you don't believe the process of the righteous fall six times but get up seven, but they will continue to prevail and continue to walk and be free and set free from all this stuff. If you don't believe in that process, you're not going to get there. You guys with me? Back to recipe. Faith in the grace of God. You guys with me? Here's what I want to share with you as we're closing today. I want to share with you the thing I mentioned earlier before. And this, I hope, motivates you so much more. The same way you give things to God, the guilt and all that stuff, and usually that's, that's born out of frustration and anger and different things like that. And 
You just want to get it off me. It's the same way you receive things from God. You know, I read some scripture verses. I've been reading off notes. Do you know three years ago I could barely do that? But I've been saying, God, you made my mind perfect. You said I can do all things, including read clearly and speak clearly. And he's been changing things on the inside of me. Even He set me free from that stuff. He set me free from swearing. My wife had a little bit of hand in that, a little bit of grace on my wife to help me with that. From swearing, he set me free from all these things. And it came by, I don't want this anymore. It's not because sin isn't sweet, but because in the end it leads to death. And I go, I don't want to die like that. I don't want to die. I don't want to carry around the sin and shame. I don't want that. So it, it led me to that too. Well, I can live just like Jesus? Yeah, you can. I can, like, literally be just like Jesus? Yeah, you can. That's what I want. Everyone say recipe. 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 Here's what we're going to do right now. I want you to think in your mind right now. Something that you've been working through. Something you've been addicted to. Something that's had its claws in you. Whether it's shame or guilt from the past. Whether it's the wrong thinking that you can't change. Seemingly think that you can't change. You're right, you can't. But I know somebody who can. And if you're saved, he lives in you. So what I want you to do right now is I want you all to close your eyes real quick. I want you to think of something that has got you. What's got you? I want you to think about that, and I want you to put it in your hands. I want you to grab a hold of it. And I want you to look at it real quick. Open your eyes, look at it. And say, by grace, God, by your power, I give this to you. I don't want it anymore. Blah, get off me. Now you got to go, blah, get off me. Come on now, by faith, come on. By faith. Sometimes that requires a little bit of your physical action. Grab it by the hand or whatever, grab it by whatever it is, and go, blah, get off me. <laughs> Remember that willingness thing I talked about earlier? You got to want to get rid of? Do you know the extent that I was willing to go to get rid of it? Do you know the extent of willingness to God that he was willing to die for us, to gain us? Listen, even if you don't, here's this is so amazing. Watch. Let me tell you how, how this comes all the way down, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close. I'm going to pray for you all. Even if you don't have the desire to change, faith in grace. God, I don't even have the desire to change. Change that desire in me. It's the same. It works on every level. Every level. God, I actually don't want to give up porn. I don't want to give up drinking. I don't want to give up swearing. I don't want to give up beating someone. I don't want to give up this stuff, but I know where that leads, but I still have a super big desire in my heart to do it. God, I'm putting faith in your grace that you will change that desire in me. And you might fall, but get back up and say, God, no, 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 no. I asked you 
And in Jesus' name, change that desire in me. And you might fall again. God, no. Change that desire in me. Let me tell you, from going from being completely, completely given over to this one thing, to being free in 14 days, how long do you think it'll take God to change that desire in you? Come on, guys. We have the creator of the universe residing in us. Let's do something. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you right now for softness of hearts. I thank you, Lord, that your faith and your grace works inside of us. Lord, I thank you that we stir upon this. We stir upon this. And now we know the recipe that our lives are changed, that we change our hearts' desires by your grace. We are just led by you led by you your desires your heart and anything that's that's out of kilter anything that's wrong in our life anything lord we just give it to you now and say you know what by faith change these things and redirect and show me and move in my heart for my heart and my life to align up with you i give you open hand right now and if you can agree with me say amen Listen, guys, I love you very much. But you know what? The Lord loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He holds nothing against you. Nothing. For people here that want to change but can't because they don't have the Spirit of God living in them. They're not saved. They've never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Today's your day. Now's your time. There's a saying, carpe diem. Seize the day. Today is your day. So what I want to do is this. If you want freedom, it doesn't take years and years and all these other things. No. You just willingness to have come to God and say, God, take all this junk. I want all your good.